Hey everybody, Dr. Dimer Jones here, physical therapist and fitness coach, and I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I hope that you enjoy it. As every episode, we try to bring you high-impact content that is very valuable to your knowledge and to help push fitness, health, and wellness forward. So um, tune into the episode, let me know what you think afterwards, and if you want to check out any other content, head over to www highimpactpt.com slash podcast. Again, www.highimpactpt.com slash podcast and check out even more podcasts from there. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast with your host, Dr. Diamond Jones, physical therapist and fitness coach. And today I have an awesome pre-PT, awesome fitness coach, awesome just athlete. You should look at this guy's body. Don't worry, I would definitely tag all his social media stuff. This guy lives, eat, breathes fitness, and I love to have him on the show. We've been kind of trying to figure out exactly the way that we want to do it and we time schedules and all the other stuff. But I'm glad I'm able to get him on here. His uh, it is Kevin Hamidi, man. Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, man, for sure, man. So right before we hop on the call, we're talking about all the different ways that you know that you can do online programming, that you can kind of get into fitness and stuff like that. So uh, first, get it. Uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about your background a little bit, and then how like you made that journey into like the fitness side of things, and then to the the coaching side of things as well. Yeah, so when I first got into fitness, which was like right when I started university and undergrad, um, you know, I knew it was a passion of mine that I wanted to explore. And so, you know, I started off going the normal personal training round and everything. And then I quickly had um, just friends of mine asking, hey, can you write me a program? Can you uh, coach me? And I need help on my fitness. And I was like, okay, sure. And it started with just one or two friends as clients, you know, just training them for free on my own time. and Soon I just had more and more people inquiring about working with me and uh, just following the footsteps that I had for myself. And eventually I saw it as an opportunity to just take this whole thing online and pursue this online fitness coaching as kind of like a side hustle while I'm going through university right now and finishing up. So that's kind of how that all started was just, you know, coaching friends on my free time uh, and then eventually growing that into having an actual client base that's just been fostering and growing ever since. Perfect. Yeah, no, man. I, I feel you there. I had no idea about the online fitness game until probably about, uh, I would say, a third of the way through PT school. And then whenever I went into internships, it was, it was, it was, I was able to do that. And then once I graduated, I kind of just stuck by it. So that's awesome that you figured it out in undergrad and, and getting that hustle in there and know being responsible with your time and just saying hey look I don't need to watch you the entire time you know here's this great program that I put together for you you're confident enough to do it yourself and you know have at it so I mean that's awesome that you figure that out in undergrad right and I think it's really it's just extremely beneficial for like a population where it's like they're not straight beginners they have some experience in the weight room they kind of know what they're doing and they just need that accountability and further guidance on their goals. I think if you're still like a straight beginner, you're a complete novice, I do think that's where in-person training definitely has its merits and benefits because I think it's 
really important as a beginner that you do start getting training in person because you need to learn the correct form and you need that person guiding you in in person to help make sure you're doing things right and then once that's done with then okay then you can start hiring coaches to coach you online because you've already had that base of knowledge yeah no for sure uh, a company that i that i went to <clears throat> whenever i was going to grad school they kind of had a similar model where you would start off there essentially at the gym as far as like a boot camp style uh mm -hmm. training um and the class is very structured format they had basically i think like nine weeks and then slowly but surely they would kind of taper you off to you know classes every two weeks and then eventually it would just be like online programming and they had a separate part which i absolutely loved they had a separate part of the gym where you basically would go in as you know again you know not a novice and someone who's educated and uh, someone who knows and then you know obviously the they they're still doing your programming but it was a step down type of way starting off in this group setting starting off in this you know kind of structure setting you know and then slowly but surely you surely giving you that independence so now it's putting the onus on you as an athlete to say i'm going to take personal responsibility for what i do um while also still getting that guidance as a coach so i love seeing that you know in person from again that novice to then you have the other set and they can almost like see each other as well so it's like hey eventually i'll get there but let me start off with this you know this in-person coaching this this going through this thing understanding methodologies and then now, you know, find out what I like, find out what I don't like, you know, right. find out what my strengths and weaknesses are. And not only from a coaching side, but from an athlete side, I think that's huge and putting the onus and focus on control into them. So I absolutely love that, man. Absolutely love it. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So cool. So, you know, we could talk fitness, health and wellness all day long, but let's talk about what you're actually going to undergrad for, man. Right. It's, you know, PT, obviously, which I absolutely commend. As a fellow PT, we need more people pushing, you know, obviously fitness, pushing progressive loading, pushing online and just different ways to, to, to interact with people. I absolutely love that. So I'm glad that you're joining the profession, right? And uh, you just recently had an interview uh, for sure. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, say where, um, what is like your, you know, obviously what's your journey with that? Why did you choose PT? And then what do you kind of want to see, um, you know, afterwards? Do you want to work in a clinic? Do you want to do a hybrid style? Tell me all of that. Yeah, so I first began my pre-PT journey like sophomore year of undergrad. That was kind of when I first uh, became, know, when I first like learned about the profession from my martial arts coach who introduced me to a physical therapist, started observing him, went around to other clinics and then really uh, fell in love with the profession. And I was lucky to have um, amazing opportunities to intern and shadow and some top tier clinics, uh, one of which being Rehab to Perform uh, under Jared Boyd. He, he that, that internship itself, that was like instrumental in my development and just really learning more about the profession as a whole. And up until now, I just recently had, well, I had two interviews. I had one at the University of St. Augustine earlier, and I just came back from an interview at Western Michigan University. So. That's kind of where I'm at right now in my pre-PT journey. I'm hoping to start PT school, PT school very soon. And, you know, after going through PT school, you know, right now where my head's at, I do want to work in an outpatient setting, primarily with active adults and athletes um, currently, and then possibly even eventually go the hybrid route as well because of 
my experience with online fitness coaching right now and possibly implementing something like that in the future. Yeah, no. For, hey, look, man, that's where it's at right now. Um, I, I, I honestly believe being able to just have wear multiple hats, do multiple things is huge. But, you know, from from a standpoint, a standpoint of the PT side, you know, just kind of getting your feet wet with that, getting really good with those skills and, you know, communication, being able to, you know, uh, you know, relate information, obviously skill set when it comes to treatment style, all that is 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 huge as well. So being able to combo that and you know, getting good um, is 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 huge, and 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 I love the fact that you were with Jared, man. I had Jared on here a couple episodes ago, and that man know how to spit fire, man. So uh, definitely envious of you that you were able to check him out and and do that in person, and hopefully I can make my way up there to Maryland to 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 do to do the same. Totally, yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, so let's talk about you know obviously um, the way that you know being an undergrad and and having to, to have all this information relayed to you, hybrid style, outpatient, blah, 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 blah. I can tell you when I was an undergrad, I thought I was going to be working at the clinic the next town over under a mentor of mine, seeing somewhere between probably 15 to 18 patients a day, mm-hmm. kind of doing things, that, you know, same old, same old way. I would work out. I would understand progressive voting. I will understand that I was kind of going through the gambit, but I wouldn't make it necessary to make my patients do that. I surely didn't think I was going to wake up at three o'clock this morning, go coach, go treat, hop on a podcast in the middle of the day on a, on a Friday. That's not the way that I thought I was going to be doing things, but here we are now and I absolutely love it. How are things going through, especially, as, again, you're not even in PT school yet. How is the things going through right now through your head, seeing all these hybrid styles, seeing all these different things and, Clearly, you have a clear-cut view about what you want, but being like, hey, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. How are you streamlining yourself and say, like you said, I want to do outpatient and then eventually go into, um, you know, hybrid style. Are you listening to people? Are you talking to people? Who are you following to kind of fit that model? Yeah, so I think a big part of it was just really immersing myself in the profession. Like, I'm a part of the pre-PT grind community, and they've just they've just been extremely instrumental in just introducing me to this whole world of physical therapy that when I first learned about the profession back in sophomore year of undergrad, like I had no idea any of this existed or that you could do any of this. You know, I had a real basic knowledge of physical therapy that I feel like most undergraduate students have. And from the peers that I talk to, you know, they don't, they don't really see it more than just what you exactly said and what you thought, you know, physical therapy would be for you. And I think I was lucky in the fact that I was able to find the PPT grant community. I was able to have the first clinic that I spent a considerable amount of time in, like, and I'm talking like 400 plus hours in rehab to perform and just spending all that time in a clinic like that where I'm able to see this side of it. And then once I was exposed to that, I knew in an instant, I was like, this is what I want and this is what I want to pursue. And I think I was just extremely grateful in that regard to just be put in a position where I was able to have all these mentors around me that were on this side of the profession in an area that I knew that I would eventually want to pursue. So you know, I think what happens to many of my classmates is like they they don't end up pursuing the same opportunities that I was grateful to be having. And from 
the conversations that I've had with them, you know, the, a lot of them were even just bored with like the tech jobs that they have right now. And they're like hating it. And they're not, they're even questioning whether they even want to go to PT school or not, because they're like, Oh, my tech job's just so boring. I'm just sitting at a desk all day working with geriatric patients. Nothing wrong with them, obviously, but like it, it, it's not the ideal that they wanted. And they get shocked when I tell them about this whole world and this whole side of PT where you can be doing all these things. You can be working with active adults and athletes and whatever population you want to work with. You can have a hybrid style clinic or, uh, or cash-based clinic, whatever that may be. And they, they just have no idea that this whole world even exists, you know? So I think I was just really lucky in the fact that I was able to just get put in all the right places to really see, uh, where it is I wanted to pursue and where my passions lie yeah no i mean again that's huge man because we talk about it from a standpoint of you know finding your passion finding your purpose and i think so many people hear that they say okay but the world and society says i have to do this i have to you know work for five years i have to you know receive a bunch of extra extra mentorship and or I have to have my career look this way, wait five years uh, again, or you know, work in the hospital, work in whatever. And again, their passion doesn't necessarily do that. And I think, I forgot who said, I think Dream Chirac said it, and maybe I'm destroying the quote, but it's like passion without purpose or something like that leads to burnout. Like mm-hmm. essentially being able to be so passionate but not have a purpose or vice versa, have a person and not necessarily having a purpose and not necessarily pursuing that passion is, is uh, just one of those things and obviously you know with you know decline in reimbursement rates and you know and increase through the loans it's easy to be like well i have to do this i have to do this or like you said just basically don't go into profession and pursue other things yep. uh instead of really taking a step back and like well how can i make my career the way that i want to and also make money off of it as well and before we hopped on i said hey look I made quite a bit of, you know, my financial gains from online coaching, from online programming, and I have no gripes about that at all. Does that make me less of a PT? No. Does that make me, you know, a better coach? I don't know. But it does allow me to have my days, my life, my my situation be exactly the way it is. And I think any pre-PT or PT or strength coach or whoever athlete listens to this that want to get into this profession or that already is in this profession just know you got a guy right here who's not even in PT school yet. He's talking about, look, man, I'm, I'm going to create a hyper style model. And he can do that, right? Or like, a, you know, vice versa. If you're like, ah, I just kind of just want to do this, that's cool too. There's there's multiple routes. All I would say, find whatever your passion is. If it's neuro, peace, fitness, whatever, like just, just push down ahead. And I think so many times, like you said, we get caught up in kind of the tech jobs and be like, my life is going to be like this forever. No, that's just one clinic. You were able to go to, I think, one of the baddest clinics in the country. You spent 400 hours there, man. You're good to go. <laughs> you understand that PT isn't a boring, you know, geriatric style, you know, um, thing. So, you know, putting yourself, yourself in a situation. I worked at a hospital. I was like, look, I knew off the bat. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this after I get out of school. So, you know, exposing yourself and, and you know, taking that personal responsibility of, as well especially if you're a PPT and saying, look, you know, I have all these different interests. Let me go stick my head in. And even if it's for a week, um, being able to do that, I have somebody coming in on Monday, a pre-PT student, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick up extra patients that day so she can kind of see my day, see how things go through, and then um, just, and then basically just go from there. So that's exciting that you were able to see that and then know that PT isn't just, 
you know, the, the cookie cutter stuff that you see on uh, on uh, the commercials or what, you know, people that are around you are doing. So that's cool. That's cool. So yeah, for sure. So all right. So let's get back to uh, to fitness. So let's let's get back to uh, you know talking about the just the the, the bro stuff, right? Yeah. Um, who are some of your influencers on the on the PT? I'm sorry, on the the fitness side that you follow? Um, do you have a methodology that you particularly use? Again, I'm going to share your social medias. You are <laughs> you are no spring chicken into this game. You you fit apart. And then let's talk about your, your group that you run and a little bit of like what your influence and what's your purpose of that. Yeah. So going back to, you know, who, where do I typically, you know, learn from in this industry? It's like going into like the evidence-based crowd of fitness. I think there's a ton of names here, but like the main ones would be guys like um, Dr. Eric Helms, Dr. Mike Isretel, uh, Lyle McDonald, James Krieger, Dr. Brad Schoenfeld, um, Brett Contreras, just some of the names off the top of my head. Like the, these guys are like the main ones that I'll like really just tune into everything they have to offer from the research studies they'll conduct to the blog posts they'll put up, podcasts they'll be on, whatever it is. I'm always consuming their content to really just um, develop myself and continually learn as a coach as much as possible. And I wouldn't say that I have any. I wouldn't say I have any particular methodologies that I'll like follow because it really, it really d depends on the client that I have in front of me. But I will say that from trends that I'll see in the fitness industry currently. So I primarily work with individuals who are simply just wanting to look better and get stronger. Like just put it simply, they just want to gain muscle or lose fat. Yeah. They typically want to get stronger. And you know, if, if I have a novice client in front of me or a beginner in front of me that's getting coaching from me, you know, there isn't really anything too special that I'm doing other than just giving them that base of strength, um, getting them to do the compound movements um, pretty frequently throughout the week and just progressively loading that week to week. And it, it for, for the novice or beginner lifter, it really doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And I don't think training needs to be complicated whatsoever. However, things do get, you know, a bit more intricate once you've passed that novice stage and you're now in that post-novice stage or intermediate stage, as some call it, call it. I'd say the majority of my clients are in between that beginner to intermediate stage or in that intermediate stage. So, you know, most of them have had at least a year of like resistance training experience. Most of them like two years or something around the sort. And you know, when you get to that point, that's where you start having to be, especially if you have serious like muscle building goals or physicals, yeah. you need to be a bit more meticulous with your approach and how you do things. Um, some will argue that there'll be better methods than others, like better periodization methods than others and et cetera. But, mm. you know, I don't really think that's the case, especially if you're, we're just strictly talking about hypertrophy here. Right, I think, right. I think the importance comes down more so to just, intelligent program design than it does to a specific periodization uh, means. However, this is not to say that there isn't styles of periodization that I think that could be more beneficial or useful to include. I know personally for me, um, what I find is I tend to honestly just use a bit of everything in my programming. Um, a big thing that I'll really 
preach on my social media and everything is just, um, I love using a block periodized approach personally for the clients that I'll, uh, coach. That's kind of the backbone of like how I like to do things, splitting things into distinct phases of strength and hypertrophy, because most of my, most of the clients coming to me, they kind of want, they kind of want it all. They don't just want to look good. They also want to have the strength to go with it. And you know, when you, when you have two goals like that, that you want to combine, not to say that you can't achieve it, but it, it just gets a bit more meticulous in your planning of it. And I mean, an easy way to go about that is just the way I like to do is just programming in specific phases or blocks of hypertrophy and strength in a way where it's a phase potentiated approach where one phase is building off the other um, versus the way I'll see a lot of other people do it, which is common where you're kind of just uh, combining everything together, having strength days and hypertrophy days. And not to say that you can't do that or you can't combine, you know, both means in the same workout, for example. But I think, I think planning it in a phase potentiated approach is just a bit more quote unquote optimal if you want to go that route. But um, dude, I love it. I love that word. I'm gonna tell you why I love that word. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh my gosh. I love that word. Yeah. You know, I think and optimality is something we can talk about later, but like, I don't, you know, it's like what's optimal, obviously optimal is what's best for that specific individual. But if we're talking about someone who's actually serious about their strength and muscle goals, then it's like, you know, a phase, phase potentiated block periodized approach to me seems to be the better option as well as still including undulating periodization and linear uh, periodization schemes within that phase potentiated approach. When you're, going through and looking at it in a smaller scale of microcycle to microcycle or mesocycle to mesocycle. Yeah, dude. Okay. So there's a couple of things. First of all, that was simply amazing. I forgot. I was talking to an undergrad student. Uh, <laughs> that's number one. Definitely know your stuff. Second, secondly, you talk about a couple of names out there that I believe that are super duper important. Okay. Not mm -hmm. only because they have, I mean, I don't, I think less the fact that they have doctor in front of it. Right. Cause yeah, you can, Dr. Oz, oh, what? <laughs> but you, 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 you talk about particular names, right? That aren't, they're not portraying themselves as gurus, right? These, these are people that are actually doing research and actually are in charge of fitness, not because of what they think, but because of what their research is showing them. What they're basically saying is that, look, y'all, we thought we knew a bunch of stuff. We don't know nothing, okay? We don't know anything. So now let's research this stuff. Let's not put our you know, our gurus up to, against each other and say, this is better, this is better, this is better. Actually taking real science and make better human beings out of it. So I'm glad you follow Katreas. I mean, I listened to a two-hour podcast of this man on it, and I listened to every minute of it and listened to it twice. Actually, I probably should have done that. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, and Mike and, you know, you know, so on and so forth. And there's definitely names out there that are huge. And I think what they all kind of preaching at this point is that we don't know we don't know we don't know we don't know but there is again optimal stuff there is things that that can lend itself to increase hypertrophy increase strength um you know decrease your risk again decrease your risk of injury right we know that there are things that just are good science now and i love the fact that you're following those people are already getting ahead of the game like if you told me you were reading like I don't, <laughs> I mean, insert, you know, whatever book from 20 years ago. IG influencer here, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insert IG influencer here. Insert, you know, someone who came out and said CrossFit was bad and gave 
absolutely all the wrong reasons why are just completely falsehood. And obviously that's why I train and that's what I coach. That's who I treat primarily. And I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but like, you know, again, insert, you know, famous, you know, person. And now they're saying this, that, and the third one is when it's really not like that. So I love the fact that you're following the right people and hearing the right kind of information. And again, like you said, like, yeah, there are optimal ways to do things, but also this periodization, this periodization, this periodization, like it depends on who's is, how far it is out, you know, if what, what their goals are, if their, if their goals are to become a powerlifter or physique athlete. Okay, let's do this. Or if it's, hey, look, let's, I just want to trim things down. I just want to not, I just want to look like the way I did 10 years ago. Okay, cool. Let's go ahead and do that too. Or, hey, look, I never did this, right? Now there's a whole different set of psychosocial stuff that goes into that. And that is, that is huge. And I think that's what was missing so long. Um, it's crazy. It's, it's almost like the soft skills of, uh, of fitness. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's like a lot of times when I'm getting asked questions or like people are like asking me, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What should I do? Like, it, there's a reason why almost always the answer I have and a lot of these other um, knowledgeable figures in the industry have, the answer is always it depends. it depends. There's so much nuance to this, like with everything that it's like, you can't, you know, you got to embrace that gray area. You can't be so black and white on it. Like, this is good. This is bad. This is good for him. This is bad for him. This is the most optimal way to do things. Oh, you shouldn't do things this way. No, like there, there's usually like for every single person, it's going to be slightly different. And this is not to say that everyone's like some special snowflake or like things have to be so tailored to you. Like it's not that specific to yeah. you, but at the same time, it's like most things have some sort of merit and you can't completely rule it out. Dude, I, I hate... I mean, you hit on, uh, obviously, a couple of points there. The, the most important part is that, no, we're not all special snowflakes. There are some things that generally work for a lot of people, but addressing it in such a way that is specific to the athlete and specific mm -hmm. to what the athlete goal is. Or, again, if I, I say everyone's an athlete. I say I treat highly motivated athletes. And people are like, CrossFitters? No. You know, again, I niche down into CrossFitters, powerlifters, and Olympic lifters. But I'll see someone who's highly motivated. I'll see someone that really wants to get back into fitness, otherwise, not in my treatment and model approach. I, I know who's going to be successful and who, who won't be. And I won't accept those things that won't be successful, not because I think I'm better than them, but because, hey, look, you just need to go over here for a little bit and then you'll come see me so that you can be the most successful. And I think being able to take a step back and living in that gray and saying, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like we, 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 we were wrong so many times. I said today to my athletes, I said, you know, you know, I asked them, you know, front squats or back squats, what's the difference? And they said, one's front, one's back. I said, good, that's the answer. That's it. We don't know the rest that we're fighting over peons at that point. One is most likely used by uh, power lifters because it's part of their sport. One is used by a lot of Olympic lifters. We do CrossFit. So guess what? We're going to do both. So cool. Like, let's go ahead and mix it in. And that's not to say that the power lifters can't do front squats. That's not to say that the uh, Olympic lifters can't do back squats. But hey, look, it's a part of their sport. So they do it. Okay. We do both. And again, in that, uh, you know, pushing out good science and really being on the forefront of just saying, we have no idea, but we're researching a bunch of it. New stuff is coming out every single day. And I think we are absolutely living in the golden age of health, fitness, and wellness. Now, it was awesome back in the 80s 
when everyone was pumping iron and you <laughs> probably even before then, right? You know, way before then, right? With Arnold and, and all those guys. And then you kind of see the, the explosion of Mr. Olympia and all this stuff. Like, yes, I get it. That's technically the golden age and what really put a lot of stuff on the map. But as far as like having good science and building stronger long-term athletes, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> So much good information out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and not only is it, um, I think Brent just posted this the other day. He said, "I remember when I had to." uh, I forgot what he said. He maybe it was Brent, but he was talking about how he had to walk around to every professor and I ask, could he just be a part of their research study? Now you can hit him up on IG and he'll answer back to you. So not only is there good science out there, the people that are presenting the good science are at the click of a button. We found each other each other through IG. I don't know you from a can of paint, but you better leave when I see you, bro. I'm gonna dap you up and we're gonna talk fitness, health and wellness for an hour and a half like we are now, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, dude, there's so, not only is there so much good information, if you don't know good information by now, it is your fault. It's crazy, right? And even if you don't, like, you know, even if you can't read an RCT or you just don't have the, the, the background knowledge and people think you got to get a PhD now in order to speak fitness. No, but being able to read it, comprehend it, know that, hey, look, this looks like this should be the case, given no guaranteed answers. I mean, <laughs> dude, I don't know how many times I say it a day. It depends. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I tell my athletes, don't believe what I say. Try it out for four to six weeks and tell me if I'm telling the truth, okay? And that goes to my, 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 my athletes that I treat and also the people that I, um, that I coach as well. Don't believe what I say, man. Like, try it out. Like, here you go. This is, this is good science. This is what I've read. This is what I've seen. This is what works. But if it don't specifically work for you, then we'll go back to the drawing board, even probably even before then. Mm-hmm. But still, though, like, we need to take a step back and be like, oh, we don't know nothing. We don't know anything. We just know that if human beings continue to move for long periods of time, decrease the risk of injury, um then they'll obviously live longer because the when number one two three causes of death in this country i honestly believe is physical activity don't give me cardiovascular disease don't tell me how your grandma your grandpa your sister your cousin had that that's <laughs> unless you're born with a, a congenital defect of your heart okay maybe your cousin had it increase your risk by slightly the dad had it i get it sure and then the second one diabetes do i even have to explain to you how I'm not even gonna even get into diabetes right now. Okay? We're, talking about, we're talking about the yeah, we're talking about the sugar disease. Okay, let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about like okay. Anyways, and then obviously the third one I believe is is inactivity. So mm-hmm. we're talking about look, if we just get human beings moving for a long period of time, like we'll we'll let the ones that select out like LeBron James pop up and just do his thing, right? Yeah. But for the rest of us, if we just continue to do this thing for a long time, look, man. Big pharma's going down. I mean, surgeries are going to get decreased unless you really need them, right? The people right. that they're talking about are going to be able to, to you know, express themselves and really get out there. We're, we're, we're in a golden age because we, we get to push that. We get to push out, hey, grandma, you can't lift that. No, forget that, dude. You're 85 years old. You should be lifting even more weights. No, we're going to, oh, I can't wait till further. Oh, my gosh. The switch is changing, man. We just got to keep dialing it up. Yeah. Sorry to take over the podcast. I got way too excited. No, no, you're good. And, you know, it's like while going back on what you said, you know, while this I do agree with you, this is like the golden age of all this wonderful yeah. information science. At the same time, though, I'm it's kind of also the golden age of a bunch of BS as well. Yes. Like, oh, oh, I love that one, too. Yes. Like, let's let's be real here. Like there the amount like and it's like 
it is on the onus of the client and the individual to seek out good information. However, like it, just go on your IG explore page. There is just so much crap out there. Like no. it honestly blows my mind, both in rehab and in fitness. It's, it's ridiculous. And it gets harder for coaches like myself and you and others to, you know, be spreading the gospel and spreading the actual correct information when you got all these other IG fitspos and other rehab professionals, you know, the seabling and spewing out nonsense daily. And it's like, you know, it gets tough for people to think, who am I supposed to believe? Who am I supposed to follow? You know, this person saying this, this person saying, you know, posture or my interior pelvic tilt is the result of my pain, but this person saying something else, or, you know, oh, this person saying that I need to completely go on keto and cut my carbs out so I can lose fat. But this person saying that hormones don't actually really matter. And mm -hmm. it's just calories in calories out. What do I do? <laughs> it's like, ah, it, it, yeah. it triggers me to no end, but you know, yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. So I would say that, yes, I stand corrected. There is, is the good golden age of really good science and then also the golden age of really bad science or pseudoscience or science of, or at least from a standpoint of like the stuff that we thought we knew is continuing to be spilled out. And, you know, and that's true. I mean, I, I, I get that point, but I think over the long haul, I think the good science will obviously outweigh the bad science, and I don't want to even get spiritual here, but I think the good always outweigh the bad eventually. Um, so, so, you know, from that standpoint, that's, I mean, I think eventually good science is going to be spewed enough by the right kind of people that those that are, you know, like, could we obviously know the names. If someone told, like, if you told me three other names, I'd be like, what, who, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? But so we know who's, 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 who's kind of in charge of it right now. So again, if you know, I'm not saying that you only follow these three people, but again, there's 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 there seems to be a collection of of ideas that seems to be the right and that's permeating and making its way through the old way. And you know, again, if no one's on IG, if no one's not following Facebook and kind of listening to their guru coach, then you know that's unfortunate. We can't do anything about that, right? And you know, I oftentimes I I, I would challenge patients and athletes by actually asking them the question, right? If it comes to a particular provider. I ask them, is that helping? If it comes to a particular thing they might have seen online or whatever, ask them, hey, have like you 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 seen um, you know four to six weeks worth of changes? And then if they have, if they believe that that thing is is helping them to to get that one percent, which you know we know that probably ninety nine percent of it is sleep health, you know sleep diet and uh, in de uh, decreasing your stress levels, right? And that other one percent or maybe ten percent or twenty percent is training volume. Um, you know, we, you know, once we, I kind of go through those questions first, then, you know, then I'll actually kind of give my two cents and, and dress it up in such a way, like maybe I can't, you know, dismiss that. And I'm not trying to, Hey, look, that's your beliefs. But at the same time, it's like, Hey, actually challenging and not from a standpoint, like you're wrong, but just asking, Hey, look, you know, why do you think that? What, what do you, what, you know, what made you, you know, decide to make that decision or in oftentimes what you'll see is people will say, I don't know. <laughs> it's because somebody told me. Like, oh, okay, great. Now it's time for me to step in and tell you something. I don't care about that. I seen a patient the other day who said, because you told me that that didn't matter to me, I saw you. I was like, you, I told her I didn't care. I was like, I don't care. What, what does that mean? And it wasn't from a facetious standpoint. It was from a standpoint of like, why is that important to you? Oh, you don't know why? Okay, great. Let's move on from it. You, you, heard, you heard it 10 years ago? Oh, you're talking about health, fitness, and wellness? Oh, dude, that's ancient. Like, that's that's older than, I don't, 
I couldn't tell you anything that we were doing 10 years ago in any of those categories that that is stand the reason right now. Like, yeah. I don't think name something. I mean, maybe a periodization kind of thought process, but yeah, maybe, maybe something like that. But other yeah. than that, like, yeah, we're talking that's that's like 2000 years ago. And now, I mean, we're talking when we went from linear periodization in undergrad and then literally the next year later, the, the, the book that we had in undergrad, I had it in grad school. And it said it listed other three, other four or five periodizations. So it's like, as we're talking about this stuff, new information is coming out, and they're basically pumping out books mm-hmm. <laughs> as we're talking about them. I mean, we, I mean, we obviously know that you know how long it takes for research to get it to the books and then to clinical practice it takes forever, especially in the PT setting. Let's get back to that for a second. But you know, still though, there's 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 so much good science out there, and there's so many kind of good, um, not sorted. There is just flat out good good people saying the right kind of stuff. And at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm from the standpoint of like, we don't, we don't know a hundred percent. We know it's optimal. We know what's going to keep people in the gym. We're going to, we know what's going to help them get their game. We know that uh, by building muscle, it just is quote unquote replaces fat. Not really. They, they kind of fight for the same space. We know about eating a, a well-balanced meal. Again, if it's keto, if it's this, is that, uh, is the calorie in, is calorie out. Ugh. And, and like, I, I know that decrease in my stress level personally lends itself to a better wide, like flat out. The rest of the uh, other 20% we're talking about with training volume, that comes up to the, a good coach, like, you know, like yourself. I think I'm average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, man. So anyways, man, I could talk about this stuff with you all day long, but I know you got to get out of here. Uh, we, we gotta, we definitely got to have you back on this thing, man. So in closing, um, I said I was going to let you talk about the, you know, the, the awesome Facebook group that you run. Chat about that a little bit, man. And then please, please, please plug all the social medias, plug all your online programming stuff, plug everything you got. And I'm going to put it in the show notes for you. All right. So the group that I run on Facebook is called uh, Fitness Legion. It's, uh, again, primarily a group that revolves around the um, clients that I typically like to work with and coach those that are interested in building their physique and are interested in getting stronger. Obviously, most of these individuals are not, they're not pro physique athletes, they're not power lifters, but they are people that have semi-serious to actually serious um, muscle building, fat loss, or strength goals. And I use this group fitness lesion to help do some live streams and educate uh, more of the client base in that community that I fostered on how to go about doing these things, uh, different recovery methods, different training methods, how to go about uh, organizing their splits and just all these different, all this information that I'll relay to my clients. And that's specifically where my coaching comes in. So if you guys have not already paid attention to, um, I am a online fitness coach and um, again, primarily work with individuals who are interested in either gaining muscle and losing fat or just getting stronger. And uh, my social media, it's all Kevin Hamidi Fitness. You can find me there on Instagram. That's where I'm probably the most active. I'm also on Facebook, just my name, Kevin Hamidi, if you want to friend me there or message me. Um, Always responding to DMs, always responding to comments and answering as many questions as I can every day. Um, So if you are uh, so if you do want to follow me or you have a question about anything, feel free to message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'll probably get back to you there the fastest. And if you are interested in working with me, then I do offer online coaching. And again, feel free to always message me about that as well. 
Awesome, man. Yeah, no, uh, uh, again, I'm going to plug all that into the show notes so you have all that for for it. If not, then sometimes Anchor likes to mess with me and not allow me to put other stuff in, especially as my name or whatever. I don't know what Anchor is doing. Sometimes they let me do stuff. Sometimes they don't. It's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll still plug the social media stuff, and then feel free to reach out to Kevin. Um, he, got, he got some really awesome stuff. That Facebook group is popping. I don't know, every, every time he posts, I always go back and look at it. And, you know, for, for someone who is supposed to be the quote-unquote expert, you know, sitting back and taking a step back and saying, hey, look, this guy in undergrad is crushing it, and I'm going to listen to him. I mean, from a standpoint of even if you're, you know, an athlete or a PT or whatever, uh, Kevin got some really good stuff, man. And, and, I, and I think no matter where your, your knowledge is at, being able to t- take a step back and listen to other people, if not to anything, just to validate what you quote-unquote know, um, or just kind of learn new information. So every time he posts, I definitely go in there and then try to be as active as well. So thank you, Kevin, for that group, man. It's awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. The fact that you're doing that, doing undergrad is huge. Like you said, you're basically just relaying it, the re, re, uh, relaying the gospel that you're already given to, to other people. And, you know, uh, and it there has to be nerve wracking too. Cause it's like, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in this group with our, like I have people in this group that, you know, make no quote unquote again, more than me or, you know, might be at a different stage in their life. And then you're putting yourself out there again as an undergrad and say, hey, look, I don't care. I know what I'm talking about. And then, look, if I don't, then, hey, look, you know, you have somebody just, just say, hey, look, have like, you've seen this latest article or have you saw this or I thought my truths were this. And then being able to have that dialogue, even if you, you know, you don't have 45 different letters behind your name. That's huge. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think any of that stuff matters. It's definitely been, it's definitely been a challenge not so much now, but definitely when I got started, especially just posting to Instagram and everything like that, where, you know, sometimes I remember thinking to myself, like, man, I'm just a pre-PT. Like, what do I know? Like, yeah. look at all these other people following me. Like, what do I know? But it's like, no, like, you know, I realize that, you know, there are things that I've learned that I'd love to share. And, you know, that's what I try to do in all, all of my Instagram captions. Is I always try to educate in some way or another. So if anyone who follows me there already knows I write really long captions pretty much every single day. So there's always something to learn in every single one of those. Yeah, I don't write really long captions. My captions might be like two, like <laughs> two little thing, like it was like a, like three or four sentences, almost like a third grader. Like I'm like two or three sentences, two or three sentences. I'm off this sucker uh, again. Cause I know when I see a long post, unless it's somebody like I'm really going to focus in on that. I just, you know, I just read what I read. So it's like, well, two to three, two to three, two to three. So it's like, I write my post the same. Kudos to you for doing that. Literally, my, uh, my, 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 my social media person, she adds in stuff for me so we can make it a little bit more flavorful. But I'm like, look, man, I'm, I'm bare bones. Here it is. This is the info. You know, this is why this works. Just try it out. Good luck to you. But no, man, hey, look, again, kudos to you. And then getting past that, 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 um, that fear, for lack of a better term, in order to continue to put the information out. And I love everything you're putting out, man. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, for sure. So, all right, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast. You know, and continue to increase your sports performance, your health, your wellness. We'll, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Kevin. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast with your host, Dr. Diamond Jones. It would mean the world to me if you were to hand over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from and just leave me a review or a like or a follow or a subscribe, any of those things to help push the podcast forward. Share it out to a friend or two, right? 
all this will help me to not only be able to deliver the best content, but help get this knowledge out there more and more. And it allows me to do more of these podcasts, right? The more people we have listening, the more we can kind of spread it out there too. So again, uh, please like, follow, share um, the podcast, and I appreciate that in advance. Thank you.